0: Podcast anybody else podcast from the closet? Apparently, and this is my first time doing it, the sound is way better than in an open room if you don't have a studio. If you're not paying for a studio, the closet or maybe even the bathroom could be a good idea. But the closet is the best place to podcast, according to all the people who are huge podcasters. And have huge followings and some of them are like, I'm not paying for production, I don't want that, I want it raw and I want it real and I'm doing it in my closet. And a lot of them are sitting on the floor doing it in the closet. Uh, I got a chair drug in here, um, so we're doing it in the closet. And speaking of podcasts, uh, when I first started this for a school project, for a Nutritional Therapy Association school project, uh, it was just a project. And I went back and listened to my favorite podcast, a couple of them, The Beginners. And their first podcast was really bad. And I told this story before that I was like, oh, man, it was bad. And so things get better. And hopefully uh, this podcast and season two that we're in is getting better. But uh, I still think uh, Dave Asprey, Bulletproof Podcast Podcasts, a fantastic, awesome podcast, and I love listening to it. Uh, just wanted to put that out there. Another podcast, of course, was uh, Jimmy Moore, uh, Living the uh, Low Carb Show. is still awesome, even though he's going on a little six-month vacay. Well-deserved and well-needed. Um, and we can get more into stress later and how stress affects weight loss and health. Um, But he is starting to figure that out. So good for you, Jimmy. And I'm glad you're taking that break that you so desperately need and want. Um, Good for you, brother. And uh, uh, another podcast that uh, I've had actually podcaster – uh, the Keto Savage, Robert Sykes, I've had him on the show, and I've been on his show. Fantastic uh, podcast, and he keeps breaking new ground all the time. Uh, Got to listen to Robert. Um, fantastic podcast. Uh, I really like the Keto Answers podcast, too. Um, really good, good podcast, and you guys should check that one out. Uh, there's two podcasts right now that I'm really into and really listening to uh, in this season of my life, and that is the Rise Together podcast. Um uh, Mahalis, David, and um uh, of course um just a fantastic podcaster. Uh, I can't remember his wife's name right now, but she's got the Rise podcast and the Rise um uh all the other stuff that you know that she does. My wife listens to her, but I, I like David and I love their podcast together. It's pretty real and it's a together, it's a podcast uh for couples. Um, but really, like they've done their work on themselves, and I appreciate that. And then Ed Milet, which Max Out Podcast is like so motivational. It's a winners podcast. Uh, it's done by a winner for winners. He interviews winners. Like it's it's phenomenal, so motivating and really true to life. Like really gets down and has a lot of gold in that podcast. So I love it. So uh, I-, I love those podcasts. And that's just a kind of little uh, intro to. This podcast, Mountain Man Nutrition Podcast. Hope you love this next episode. All right, here we are, Mountain Man Nutrition Podcast, uh, coming from Denver, Colorado, in my closet. In the closet, Denver, Colorado, Mountain Man Nutrition Podcast. Can't beat that. Uh, super excited about uh, what's going on, and we are—we're gonna talk about like preparing for life change, new seasons in your life. All right? Um, very important because I um, had a major change in my life uh, a few years back, and was completely unprepared for it. I was living, uh, and I and I paid the consequences, you know, by gaining a sh- really a ton of weight. Uh, 60, 80 pounds back, and I was down to like 210 or so, uh, living a high-protein, low-fat, low-carb uh, lifestyle, was doing pretty good, um, uh, and it wasn't the diet I'm on now, but, um, and I didn't have the energy that I have now, I'll, I'll say that, but um, things were going well, I was looking good, and uh, feeling good, feeling good about myself, and then I was living in Hawaii, on Maui. And, uh, went and I moved from Maui to Siberia and some of of y'all know the story of, um, how I met my wife and, you know, went and visited her and, and then moved over uh, to Siberia for a couple years. And that was a huge cultural shift, like living, uh, in a studio apartment on the beach or across the street from the beach, um, doing my own thing, had my own food in the refrigerator can control my stuff. Um, with with no outside influences, um, and I was really prepared for that, and I was dialed in, and then, you know, uh, go 10,000 miles across the world to a completely different lifestyle, a completely different family dynamic, uh, completely different friends and family, different culture, um, different foods available, uh, and I had done zero work on that issue. Like I was uh, well prepared mentally for like cultural change, except for food. Um, you know, and I knew what I was getting into. I was totally in love, uh, which could have blinded me, uh, from that. And I didn't prepare, uh, my wife or my future wife, uh, either. Like she knew I ate a certain way, but didn't really at that time probably didn't really understand how bad of a food addict I was. Um, we of course talked about me being a drug and alcohol, um, uh, recovery, um, but never really about the food aspect of it. She just saw that I ate a certain, you know, really intense diet, you know, when we first met and had, you know, we were sitting in a tent together, I'm taking cheese and, and ham and rolling it up and just eating it like that. And that was like crazy for her. Um, so she got it, but she didn't get it right. And I did zero work. So I was completely unprepared for this big, huge switch in my life when it came to diet, you know, and, uh, uh, like the main food over there, um, in in Siberia is, uh, boozy. They call boozy, which is a super delicious, awesome, high carbohydrate food. It's actually meat, uh, in a dumpling, right? And you, and you steam it. And, uh, this dumplings obviously made from egg and flour and salt and, um, you you pick up the dumpling with the meat in it, and you bite a little hole in it, and you suck the fat and juice out of it. Super delicious, right? And then you eat the dumpling with some, you know, spicy mustard or soy sauce or um, you know some pepper sauce or something like that, uh, if you like. And it's like the staple food for barrettes, It's like the cultural dish, so it's like all the time, everywhere, and it's delicious. Right, uh, homemade noodles, um, in uh, you know, a soup of lamb or noodles and potatoes, both in the soup is very popular. And then, um, uh, you kind of go to the fried breads, like they got meat fried and they either bake or fry bread with meat stuffed inside, or they bake and fry bread with like cabbage inside it, potatoes inside it, and so it's a really fatty but high-carbohydrate bread type of diet, and being unprepared, man, I just really fell into this culture. I really fell into eating like this, uh, and didn't do any work, and it was a slow progress, but, uh, you know, when I got back here from America, I kept eating that way, um, until it was, like, you know, way past time to go, like, hey, I need to change something here. Um, so, culturally, also, you have the, uh, besides the barrette culture, which is, Mongolian descented people of Siberia, right? Um, It's like the Native American of Siberia, uh, if you understand uh, kind of that. And it's actually interesting because the people from this area are DNA linked to a lot of the American Indians. So it's the, and if you look at their shamanism and their weapons and their clothing, it's like blatantly obvious these people are the people who came up over the land bridge when it was there. and and settled in in North America with the other people that were already there. And it's interesting that a lot of our Native Americans are actually Asian in culture. So uh, super interesting if you're a history buff, check it out. Um, but going back to the food, like um, culturally, uh, there's also obviously Russians there because uh, uh, Baratia, the area, is part of the uh, is part of Russia and Siberia. And they also have the, the Russian, you know, food there, which is tons of cakes and sweets and sweetbreads and things like that, that I got hooked into eating as well, you know. Um, and, and like big loaves of bread with baked food in into them and meat and potatoes also with like the big ones in there um, with uh, plenty of pastas. They actually do their surprising um, enough. Most of it's homemade noodles, you know, if you get the really good, um, Baba cook, you know, Baba's grandma, <laughs> uh, cook, um uh, that, that is just an amazing cook. You know, you, you just have stuff like that. Um, so I was completely unprepared and I want you to think about, um, your upcoming season or if you're in a season now that you're doing a big life shift, are you moving from one city to another? Um, are you changing jobs? You know, are you, uh, moving across country? Are you, um, getting married? Are you getting ready to have your first child? Or um, what change in your life um, is happening? What new season are you going into or getting ready to go into? Uh, because this is something that you're going to want to journal about, think about, prepare for, and plan for. Because I did; I gained sixty to eighty pounds um, in this in this journey, and through this journey, also, I, w- I want to say that um, I couldn't. I stopped exercising. I mean, we walked everywhere for a while, uh, and that's part of the culture. You walk a lot there, which was great at first. I mean, probably helped me um, stave off some of the the weight gain early. Um, But, you know, I end up having ankle surgery. I flew back to Seattle and had ankle surgery in Seattle and flew back to Siberia and had a cast and then, you know, the boot and was very little to no exercise for a while. So no movement, um, while eating a high fat, high carbohydrate diet. And it was, it was complete disaster. So is there a surgery coming up in your life? Is there something that you need to have done to your body that is going to put you immobile? So, um, uh, you're not exercising and not moving around, which can change your diet. Also, you know, are you, uh, uh, having some depression around this, you know, uh, sometimes big moves and big changes you can, get you a little off balance and have some maybe, um, covert or even overt, um, depression, uh, happening to you and you're eating more and you don't even know it, you know? So, uh, get in the, I highly recommend, highly recommend that you get in that journal and you figure it out and you start jotting it down. What is the changes in your life? Even if they're not as dramatic and huge is moving from Maui you know, scuba diving every week to Siberia, um, walking through the snow. Uh, even if they're not that traumatic and not that big of a, of a change, you know, uh, even these small changes in our lives, um, can get us off kilter, get us off balance, get us, um, doing something different that's been successful for us for so long. So take my huge, um, mistake loss, unpreparedness uh, as an example of how not to live, how not to do it, and how to um, uh, not do things, right? And, and so reverse that and be prepared. I highly recommend you be prepared for uh, the next step um, in your life, the next season in your life, and you want to look at, see what that is. So uh, ask yourself, what's the next season? What are you going through and how are you going to be prepared? through that all right welcome back to mountain man nutrition and uh recording from the closet as we know which is my first uh venture into the closet i know me like in the uh well i had a a home office a while back and now i was just doing in the bedroom but now season two we're rocking from the closet um and i like it a little hot in here, but I got my water and we're rocking and rolling. Hey, don't forget to drink your water. Hydration is extremely important. And Hey, if you're in Denver, it's extra, extra, extra important because Hey, you're in a desert. So drink your water. I should get this water. You know, you think they'll pay me to say water a lot. Probably not anyway. So do's and don'ts. I, I really have, I feel sorry for a lot of people in it's, That there's so much information out there, tons of information out there about what to eat, what not to eat, who who to listen to to eat, um, and how to do keto, how to do carnivore, how to do low carb, how to, you know, do high carb, you know, and lose weight and how to do vegan and vegetarian and blah, 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 blah. And it's, it's brutal, um, because it's confusing. You know, there's 50 million cookbooks out there now and how to eat and, um, Man, you just got to do a little research, um, and you have to do some research on yourself. Uh, everybody, of course, and it's a big buzzword now, it's bioindividual, which is absolutely true. But there's some foundational stuff, I think, uh, that is extremely important. And let's talk about that real quick, because weight loss is a hormone issue, right? It's not a fat issue. Um, it's a hormone issue. And And one of the major hormones, I'm going to take a drink of water here, one of the major hormones is insulin, right? And most of you should know this. If you don't, Google it, insulin. What does insulin do? Insulin takes the sugar in your bloodstream and it takes it into the cell. Sugar just can't go into the cell, right, to be used as energy. It has to be taken into the cell with insulin, the hormone insulin, right? All cells have this these receptors, these insulin receptors um, that the insulin and the sugar attach to. And when that happens, the cell will open up and let the sugar in. And then the, su- then the cell will utilize uh, that sugar for energy, right? Not the greatest source of energy, but it's the most common in our way of eating now. So the problem with this is you, your insulin, right? You can't lose weight if you have high insulin right? And if you have high insulin, it means you have high sugar, and this process is very difficult. And what happens is, is you're chronically eating sugar, means you chronically have high insulin, which is insulin resistance, um, and it's an impossibility to to lose weight. If losing weight or being healthy um, is your goal, um, then you have to bring your insulin down. You have to bring your blood sugars down, which brings your insulin down, correct? So that makes sense right? Um, Because insulin is a storage hormone and you cannot release liquid or fat from your fat cells if you have high insulin. So um, let's go with that as a foundation, right? As a truth um, in this universe today this is your truth. If you have high sugar, that means you have high insulin. That means you're not going to lose any weight. So the idea is you have to bring your insulin down. How do you do that? You bring your sugars down. How do you bring your sugars down? Uh, number one is stop eating things that produce sugar. So your body can produce sugar on its own. Your liver will produce glucose, which is sugar, right? Glucose from the protein you eat and, or utilizing, uh, fat stores or, um, uh, you know, it's got stored sugar anyway. So your body will produce all the sugar it needs. What you need to stop doing is eating sugar. And hey, what is a carbohydrate? Carbohydrate will turn into sugar. Your body takes carbohydrates and turns it into sugar. So these things are, you need to dramatically Lose now, you've heard, you know, like I don't know, a lot of people will argue with this, vegans, vegetarians, and stuff that you have to have carbohydrates as a vital part of your diet. And, um, as I've said many times before, there are no essential carbohydrates, right? Now, I'm saying I really, uh, spinach carbohydrate, broccoli carbohydrate, um, you know, uh, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, like these are nutritious, delicious things. Tons of vitamins, ton of phytonutrients, um, love it, right? Are they necessary? Not so much. How, number one, 90% of the vegetables we eat nowadays come from one vegetable that didn't even exist when we were cavemen. So it's not like, you know, cavemen would find a patch of cabbage because it didn't exist. Cauliflower didn't exist. Uh, Broccoli didn't exist. It's all from one plant that we manipulated um, into seven or eight different plants. So let's just get that straight, right? So yes, there's tons of nutrients in this stuff. And um, and I'm not saying don't eat your vegetables. I'm saying uh, carbohydrates are not necessary for optimal function uh, in the diet. Now get, if you are in top physical condition and you're healthy and things are going great, then don't listen to this. This has nothing to do with you. Um, if you're 50 pounds overweight or 200 pounds overweight and you have Diabetes or pre-diabetes, or you're heading in that direction, and you want to lose some weight, and um, you need to focus on this first. You can get your vitamins from a supplement, um, and you can and you can get insulin from an injection. Vitamins from a supplement, a high quality, is a great thing to do. Getting insulin from an injection is horrible because you already have high insulin anyway, and giving yourself more is terrible. So. You need to, that's not an option for you, right? Vitamins are an option. Um, And if you have to cut out spinach and broccoli, which I'm not recommending, but I'm saying if if you're such a carbohydrate addict that a pile of broccoli will make you want to eat bread, then don't eat the broccoli, right? Take a vitamin and then eat the stuff I'm going to tell you to eat to lower your insulin, to lower your blood sugar, to lose the weight um, and to become healthier, you and to the become the best you. And then later you can change your diet because you're going to change your diet a lot through this process of losing 200 pounds. Because I'm telling you, the diet um, that you're at 100 pounds overweight is different than a diet of 200 pounds is a diet of 50 pounds. Um, and that diet for me is going to look completely different than that diet from you. It's just the, It's just how it is. You have to change your diet. As you lose weight, as things change, as your metabolism changes, as your body chemistry changes, you will stagnate, and because your your metabolism will drop, and then you'll stagnate, and then you'll start eating goofy stuff again, and then you'll gain a bunch of weight again. So you have to switch it up, change it up, and mix it up. In my experience, this is my 100% my experience talking, and not necessarily the truth for you, but I'm. I'm gonna give you what my experience is in that case um, this may work for you and I highly think it would but again, you know like there's five million people out there selling a lifestyle or selling a uh, diet plan or because it because they think it's the golden rule and there's no golden rule. Um, I think there's some things you can't eat and there's some things you can't eat. And then the macros and the micros and different things you have to tweak yourself. And that's an N equals one experiment as in you got to figure it out. And there's no easy way around it. The only way through is through. Right. And you got to do it yourself. But with that being said, so let's start with bread and grains. Right. Bread and grains will turn into sugar they are carbohydrates they will turn into sugar and they also cause inflammation Uh, some of you guys know that when i started this process after reading uh one of dave asprey's books i really figured out uh, the truth behind grains and breads and i cut those out and i cut those out because i had major inflammation i had a cyst in the back of my calf behind my shin bone above my surgical ankle and that cyst would swell up, leach liquid into my calf, and I could barely walk. Now, I was a professional chef and need to be on my feet 10, 12 hours a day. So that didn't work out well. When you're in crazy pain for 10 hours a day, life really sucks, right? And then what would happen is I'd go to the um, uh, acupuncturist and he'd stick me a little bit. And then in a couple of days, the, the swelling would go down and I'd be fine. And then a month later, it'd come back. Right. And when I went to my regular doctor, a lot of you know this, like, yeah, we can give you some painkillers when this happens, or we can shove a needle in there and drain all the liquid and life is good. Right. But nobody could tell me why, what was going on um, and why I kept swelling up like this. What was the root cause? Modern medicine just didn't tell me. And then I educated myself. I did my own work. I read, listened to podcasts and did the deal and found out that Bread and grains were extremely um lots of inflammation. And so I cut those two things out bread and grains for like 15 days, and I lost like 12-15 pounds, and that cyst went away. That bloatedness in my calf and that that swelling and that big knot and all that stuff went away and it's never came back. It's never been back. I've never had an issue with it, gone 15 days after a year or more of dealing with this every month or every couple months, gone. Amazing. It convinced me. Like, flat out, that's my experience. Right? So, uh, you know, another thing about bread, guys, uh, and there's a great saying out there, if you're still eating Wonder wonder Bread, you must be some kind of moron. And I want to get that on a t-shirt because it's so true. A piece of white bread like that, guys, will actually spike your blood sugar more than like a tablespoon of just straight sugar in your mouth. It is that highly processed um, that it just like rapid um, glucose right to, your, right to your liver. So um, it's got to be cut out. And um, if it comes in a box, guys, or a bag or something like that, it, it's probably not real food, right? So I just want you to know that um, not eating or eating fake food or things that are highly processed, um, including fast food, is completely off the table. You gotta kind of um, clean out your closet, clean out your pantry, clean out your refrigerator of a lot of this stuff. Um, and if you, you've already done that and you're way down the lit line, um, uh, this would be a reminder for you of because these things can sneak back in. To your diet, and the gluten-free people, you know, I I applaud you, and I try to get my kids mostly gluten-free things. Um, But the thing about gluten-free is they're not always like the healthiest. It's it's a lot of gluten-free stuff is just um, six other highly processed carbohydrates put together to make pasta or pizza or whatever it is. So it's high carbohydrate, gluten-free, yay. High carbohydrate, boo. Right. So when you you're making this kind of change, it's it's a good change, but it's not. If you if you want to be optimally healthy and you want to lose weight and you want to have this energy, like this stuff has to go to these highly processed, gluten free um, stuff that you're, you you think are, are, is a lot healthier option um, for your particular goal and for your particular health. It's going to have to go because it's not. Um, it's not working for you. It's not going to work for you because it's just spiking, you know, 23 to 35 to 46 grams of, um, carbohydrates if you look at the package. So you're going to have to cut that out. Um, so at first, if, if you're down the road a little bit, also another don't, um, sweet potatoes are up in the air, right? So at first, if you're a carbohydrate addict and you're having, you're struggling, and you want to you know you need something to kind of get yourself fast uh, you know i highly recommend a half a sweet potato at the dinner right your last meal of the day eat a half a sweet potato to to help you along um before you cut them completely out but for now i would cut even though they're they're delicious and they're nutrient dense love them love sweet potatoes but at first i you got to get rid of them right at first eat them if you have to but then in a two week period get off the sweet potato, right? And for sure, no white potatoes, uh, or red potatoes, or yellow potatoes, or gold potatoes. You know, like g- get rid of those out of your diet. It's highly carbohydrate. It's a it's a starchy vegetable. Uh, it's pumpkin season, right? And squashes and pumpkins and they're awesome. And spaghetti squashes and all these are like super yummy and delicious. And throw some butter on them and blah blah blah. And they're awesome, but you. But right now like go without them this fall uh, is a no pumpkin fall and this is a, another little trick if you guys are you know Starbucks fans or coffee fans and and you're getting the pumpkin latte and the spicy pumpkin you know frothy frappuccino thingy majigger for 12 bucks at Starbucks um, man you're it's not real food There's no pumpkin in there, guys. It's like some kind of sugar chemical concoction um, that makes you want to have more sugar chemical concoction. It's it's not real food. Yes, it's super yummy, um, and it it will make you want more and more of it because it's sugar and and it's chemically. And so I implore you to get off the pumpkin, whatever you're eating, sugar drink coffee thing. You know, uh, it's, it's just super unhealthy for you and it's not doing you any favors. I love coffee. Drink a lot of it. Um, drink your black coffee, drink, drink your coffee with heavy cream, drink your Bulletproof or your keto coffee with MCT oil and grass-fed butter. I've seen guys throw, uh, 80 keto. If you're not watching him or seeing him around sour cream in his, man. Or cream cheese. Sorry. Cream cheese. He's a cream cheese guy. And his coffee. Super fatty. He loves it. Um, there's an option for you. Uh, sugar, pumpkin, coconut syrup stuff is not an option. Um, you know one of my hardest things to stop eating and not eating? And because I'm a chef. And get it everything. Uh, carrots are the foundation of mirepoix, right? It's, it's like in almost every soup, almost every dish. It gives that sweet component to those onions and celery and, and different things. And carrots are really difficult to get out of the diet for me, um, especially when you're cooking for kids and your family's a soup addict, you know, like everybody loves soup and they want to have it every day and this and that. And to not put carrot um, in soup is an impossibility. Um, but I can't eat it. Right. So starchy vegetables in general, uh, those sweet potatoes I talked about, carrots, pumpkin, like, um, rutabaga, like these type of things, like gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. And it's difficult to understand. Um, but for right now to start out, or if you've stagnated, if you've been on keto for a while, look at your diet, you have been on, you know, whatever low carb thing and you're just stagnant, look and see where you've snuck carrots back in your diet. Uh, are they in your soups? Are they in your roasts? Uh, are you, uh, you know, doing a mashed carrot? Are are they in your salads? You know, it's a sneaky carb and it's a sneaky sugary carb that can like put you over the top. So pay attention to that. Oh, next big controversial, controversial thingamajigger, it'd be quinoa. Taking another drink of water because we gotta be hydrated, especially in the hot closet. Get it. Quinoa. Super nutrient-dense, lots of amino acids, almost a full protein, and it's a carbohydrate. So guys, at first, don't do the quinoa. I'm sorry. I love tomato quinoa. Like I cook it in tomato juice, right? And it's super awesome. And serve it over some, you know, some fish or under some fish with some saffron and some saffron cream or something like that. It's a fantastic deliciousness. Got to love it. Throw some butter in there uh, to richen it up, but it's it's got to go for now, right? It's a, it's a grain, um, and you don't want it in your diet right now. Starting out, or if you've stagnated and you've snuck um, quinoa back in your diet, or maybe you've never cut it out, but you're stagnant, maybe cutting that out can make a difference especially if you're eating it two or three times a week right okay corn yep corn and guys this is where that highly processed food comes in your ranch dressing your barbecue sauce your whatever kind of condiment that you have in there is going to probably have some kind of corn in it your fast food corn mcdonald's burger king wendy's all the stuff is saturated with some kind of corn or corn product your chips, like all this stuff is, is corn stuffed, carbohydrate, your blue corn tortilla chips, uh, corn, corn, corn. It's everywhere. It's in everything. It's a bajillion dollar industry to sell you corn stuff. Um, read your labels and buy whole real food. That's not corn. I get it. My kids love it and they get a treat every now and again, but you know, my nine-year-old is skinny as a rail and super healthy and she gets a little bit of corn uh my wife skinny as a rail super healthy eats really really good most of the time she's a sugar finder sometimes but uh in general you know she can have a little bit of corn every now and again corn on the cob on the grill i'll make it for him. i don't eat it you know um it's fine for those who can manage it uh unless you want to just you know I, I highly recommend you get the organic stuff of course um, but for people like me and you, if you're listening to this podcast and you're trying to figure it out, cut out the corn. If you, you know, got 40 pounds to lose, cut out the corn. If you want to be a little bit more healthier, cut out the corn. Let's talk about milk. Oh, horrible sugar infiltrated sugarness with extra sugar and especially this low fat, no fat, 1%, 2% crap milk. Horrible for you not good besides the hormones and the chemicals and the whatever else they're throwing in the milk gosh stay away from it and for the paleo people may get a little angry at this one but um, again if you want to eat paleo eat paleo and add your honey to it that's great but if you have a bunch of weight to lose and you want to be optimally healthy um, that local awesome raw um, you know Micronutrient packed honey uh, is not going to do you any favors. It's a sugar, it turns into sugar uh, in your body, and it's not good for you. Now, get if you're super healthy and you want to put a little um, nutrient dense, awesome honey into your diet, then every now and again, then do that. If you're, you know, if you have that kind of health um, and you're, you know, uh, an all star, awesome. Please, please do this, do the honey if you like. If you are like me and have another 40 pounds to lose and you've been on this health journey and uh, you're, you have a tendency to be a carb addict and a sugar addict and a, uh, um, insulin can pop up extremely high, extremely easy um, because of the damage you did to your body, then honey is off the table. I'm sorry. Um, and, and I highly recommend that you don't add the, you know, agaves and the honeys and the, you know, uh, even though how local or, or raw it is. It's still like for you, if you're like me, um, I would cut it out. Highly recommend you cut it out. So these are some of the basic things that you don't want to do. Um, and you don't want to eat and you don't want to put in your body. Um, when you're, when you're like me when you got some weight to lose, when you're, um, you know, insulin resistant, when um, you're a sugar addict, when you're a carb addict, when you're a food addict. um, It's just these, this is the list um, that is a foundation. I think uh, that'll help you a lot. So what to eat then? Oh, I love this part. This is the awesomeness to do's fats. Let's go over fats. Tallow, lard, grass-fed butter, olive oil, coconut, Oil, all really good, healthy, awesome fats. You know what? I save every ounce of bacon fat that I make um my bacon with, and I cook with that all the time. It's free, you've already paid for it, and it goes great, even if I'm doing like some some veggies, and I do allow myself veggies now, guys. Um, I will cook those veggies and those like cabbage and bacon fat. Awesome. Um, yeah, stewed um tomatoes and oak. So enjoy that dish and just, you know, eat it right in the bowl. You don't have to have the rice. Uh, hey, have some rice to cauliflower if you have to, right? But I, I just put it in a bowl and eat it. You know, it's deliciousness. So, uh, of course, eat your bacon and eat your eggs. Uh, cheeses, if you're doing dairy, uh, hard cheeses are best. A little cream cheese I like. Uh, your leafy greens. And I, I, I'm okay with heavy cream. I am, I'm okay with heavy cream. It tends to be, make sure there's no chemical or any goofy stuff added to it. Make sure it's just straight cream. Um, but I just want to, uh, say that, you know, heavy cream, I'm okay with it. You got to figure it out for yourself. If dairy is off the table for you, then dairy's off the table for you. I go back and forth. Really? I, I take dairy off the table for, you know, several weeks at a time and I go back to dairy. I take it off the table and I go back to it. So, but I just never do milk. Right. And I, and I always do grass-fed butter. I'm just a butter fan. It makes everything delicious and tasty. And I'm a fan. So that's your to-do list. I mean, I really went into detail about your don'ts. Um, and I kind of just grazed over the do's. Um, but that's how it is. You know what I mean? like Our brain is wired to remember the negatives. Right, so that's why I went in the like, remember the negatives. Why is that? Why does that happen? We always remember negative things. That's because growing up as you know, cavemen and becoming human beings that we are. If you missed an orange or an apple or a carrot, we'll say, right, you, you're not gonna die. You know, you'll find another carrot or another moose to kill or something like that. Hopefully, you know, if you find miss a positive thing, it's not so much life threatening. If you miss the negative thing, like a saber-toothed tiger or a bear, and don't remember that that's dangerous, you die, right? So our brain is hardwired to not die, to remember those negative things. And so there it is. It remembers negative things. All right, that's all we got. That's all the time we have for Mountain Man Nutrition Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you uh, got benefit in some way, shape, or form And uh, if you want to contribute uh, to this podcast, I'm looking for sponsors or I'm looking for just people to, um, you know, help out in any way to keep this going. Um, Or if you need some nutritional therapy, if you need a coach, a life coach, um, a keto coach, carnivore coach, um, a nutrition coach, um, I'm here for you. DM me or get a hold of me and uh, I'll be here for you. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next time. Have a great day and good wishes. Hey, this is uh, Jeffrey with Mountain Man Nutrition again, and if you like the podcast you just heard, uh, tell a friend. Share it on Facebook, share it on Instagram, share it on Twitter, uh, wherever you can share it, tell uh, somebody who can benefit from it, because that's why I'm here and that's why I'm doing this podcast, is to benefit as many people as possible. Uh, Millions and millions of Americans uh, have suffered from type 2 diabetes, insulin resistance, and uh, are continue to suffer. So, if we can benefit them uh, in any way, shape, or form with this podcast, I want to do that. So, please uh, uh, share it with your friends. Uh, get on iTunes and give me a five star rating uh, if you liked it, uh, five stars. And then write a little uh, uh, blog about it or a little uh, uh, give me say something about it so other people can find it um, that you're not sharing it with. You know, the more people who listen, uh, the more uh, benefit we can do for others, and you can be a part of that. And I'm asking you to be part of that. So let's uh, share this podcast as often as possible. Thank you very much, and good wishes to you.